this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, and today I'm delighted to be talking once again with my friend Paul Stewart, who, in his words, is a co-instigator of the Underground Railroad Education Center in Albany, New York. Paul, welcome back to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Thank you, Bria. It's a pleasure to be here. For the few listeners who may not be familiar with Underground Railroad Education Center, or URIC, can you tell us a little bit about what it is, how it started? The Underground Railroad Education Center started, the official date would have been 2003, but the genesis of it was really reaches back into 1998 when Mary Liz... And that's Mary Liz Stewart, the other co-instigator and Paul's wife. <laughs> yes. Uh, as a fifth grade teacher, uh, was looking to bring some stories of real people into her classroom in in terms of telling the students about the Underground Railroad. And so she wanted to begin looking for some stories of real people. And I was writing for the South End Scene, which was a, a community newspaper in Albany, an inner city newspaper. And I was looking for more stories to write about, about local black history. And so we decided to put our energies together and begin to explore the story of the Underground Railroad. And what we found was that many things that people told us about the Underground Railroad initially were somewhat disproven by the actual facts of the stories. So one of the impressions that we get from the, the usual telling is that wonderful white people in the North were being so kind to the poor, desperate blacks coming up from the South. And yet you found a slightly different take on the whole story. Yeah, we found a different take. The the take basically was that, you know, although there were whites who were involved, I think within within that community of people, there were both those who were supportive and those who were kind of like not in my backyard types. Uh, but there was also a strong black presence and effort in terms of the story of the Underground Railroad. In other words, all the black people who were involved in the Underground Railroad were not passengers or fleeing slaves. Many of them were people who were free uh, who lived in the North and uh, who set up networks to provide for food, clothing, shelter, and transportation assistance for those who were fleeing from enslavement. And the story of two of the people here in Albany that you found are Stephen and Harriet Myers, and we're now sitting in their former residence undergoing reconstruction. Tell us about Stephen and Harriet Myers. Well, let me just recap a little bit on that story. So we continue to look for stories that were connected with the Underground Railroad. And we put together in 2003 a nonprofit organization, and that's really where the Underground Railroad uh, Education Center was born from. Initially, we called it the Underground Railroad History Project. Shortly after we formed it officially, we came across this building, and it was a building that Stephen and Harriet had lived in, and that also that the Vigilance Committee, the Underground Railroad, we, could, we had traced, uh, had actually met here. Uh, and so, um, since it was a building that was in terrible shape, we offered to help the owner fix it up. And uh, one thing led to another. Uh, our organization purchased the building, and uh, we bought it for $1,500. And uh, since then, we've put about $1.1 million into restoring it. Our goal is to restore it to what we think it looked like in the 19th century. And since... Uh First purchasing the residence, you've purchased eight other properties, have a complex that now takes up about a, a half an acre in the area. Why is this important to the neighborhood? Well, it's important for 
multiple reasons. One is uh, this is a historic site, and it's it's right in the middle of a residential neighborhood. So I think it's something that people can feel a sense of pride about. It's also the way we've gone about maintaining the site, I think, is important because we have taken the lots that are here. Many of them were very abandoned lots, and we keep them looking neat and tidy. We've developed them to a certain degree. Um, we have a garden, a very uh, wonderful gardening program with raised beds. We have um, a greenhouse and a greenhouse program. Uh, we have um, used the, the other areas of the grounds for our Young Abolitionist Leadership Institute program. Uh, and also, we, we, you know, we put up a couple of sheds. So we, we've sort of developed the lots, uh, you know, in a minimalist sort of way. And we keep them neat and tidy and, and something that people will rip, appreciate seeing. And with all those programs and with the one point whatever million dollars reconstruction of this building, you have an even more exciting project coming up. Tell us about the, uh, the center that's in development. Sure. So early on when we were beginning work on the Stephen and Harriet Myers residence historic site, one of the things that we said was that at some point we're going to have to pull everything out of the building so that we can do the interior of the building. And what are we going to do when we have to do that? So it made sense to talk about the possibility of having an interpretive center, someplace where we could actually tell the story uh, and and do th- do things programmatically that, that maybe just didn't fit within the the, the 19th century house. Uh, so uh, we've, we've always had our eye on doing uh, an interpretive center. So the, the additional lots that we've been able to purchase, we felt that to agree to a degree that that is where the interpretive center will be. Uh, and so we're looking for that building to be along Livingston Avenue, uh, just a short distance away from where the Myers residence is right now. We're hoping that'll be a, a place where we can uh, do some larger programs, you know, have school groups and, of course, have, have some indoor bathroom facilities as well. The reason he mentions indoor ba- bathrooms is the only bathroom facilities <laughs> are porta potty outside. Yeah, so we call it the outhouse modern, and it is a very, it's a spacious, nicely appointed uh, um, porta john. So. <laughs> so it sounds like a really exciting to have that new building coming. And when, do you have a timeline? Do you, do you have an idea of when that construction might start and when it might finish? Well, some of this stuff is contingent on funding, but we do expect that the work is going to, well, it is, in a matter of speaking, the work has already begun. But we're, we're looking for formal work on it to, to happen within the next year or so. And uh, when that, uh, when is it going to be done? You know, within the next two to three years, I think. So that's long term. Short term, you have a couple of upcoming projects that are going on. Tell us about those. Well, we have our uh, book discussion group, which is something that has been uh, going for the past several years. Um, we're going to be reading a book called... Uh, the Dawning of the Apocalypse, uh, and it's going to be an online uh, Zoom session. So if people want to participate, they should go to our website and uh, look for the Zoom link there, and you can sign up there. The Dawning of the Apocalypse, given the tridemic going on and the impact of COVID, it seems like we are well past the dawn of the apocalypse. But this is talking about a different period. What's the period this is looking at? Sure. They're looking at the 15th and 16th centuries and and the the way in which the colonization of the New World, you know, in the kind of uh, apocalyptic sense that that brought on to the New World. That's 
basically, you know, where the book is. I believe there's a lot more to it than that. Things like the development of guns and uh, a number of other things. Uh, they're just uh, uh, amazing. When do the book club sessions meet? They're, they're meeting uh, on the second Friday of the month. Uh, and like I said, it's going to be a Zoom session. So people should go to the website, uh, undergroundrailroadhistory.org, to look for the link and sign up for, for the program there. Do you also have their activities? The next thing coming up for us uh, right now, um, we're working on the Young Abolitionist Leadership Institute. Uh, that's something that's happening throughout the year. Uh, we've got a spring and fall segment of that. So the young people are actually meeting at Albany High and also at the Myers residence here. Uh, we have historically been doing an annual conference for the past 22 years, probably. Uh, but um, we're actually not going to be doing a conference this year. We're going to be refocusing uh, to reshape our program. But we do have tour experiences that we're offering at the Myers residence. Uh, we're open all year round, uh, unlike some other historic sites. So if people want to sign up right now uh, for tour experience, uh, feel free to give us a call at 518-621-7793. And the tour includes not just seeing the house, but seeing um, outfits and artifacts from the period. And say a little bit about the library. Yeah, we have a library that's uh, certainly in development. Uh, um, it has We have a, a pretty good collection of books uh, focusing on the Underground Railroad, 19th century black history, uh, African-American history in general. We also have a lot of resources in the library from things that we've collected over the years, like resources from the Albany County uh, Hall of Records that reflect different documents that are important in helping us learn and understand the story of Stephen and Harriet Myers. Uh, and, and a lot of other uh, studies and resources, 19th century music, um, things of that sort. Okay, and once again, this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine, talking with Paul Stewart at the Underground Railroad Education Center at 194 Livingston Avenue in Albany, New York. Thanks a lot, Paul. Thank you, Bria.